try to start this episode by doing like that ASMR thing that I usually do. And then I had like a right error. So I feel like that was God's way of telling me, girl, don't you do that. <laughs> do not start this episode like an ASMR joint because it's unnecessary and it's bad. Um, but anyway, welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. I'm your host, Jernique, and I am here alone today by my lonesome hat. Happy Monday to all you beautiful people. I hope you are well. I hope you are blessed. I hope you are feeling encouraged this morning. Um, if you are at work or if you're at home like me, because I'm chilling like a villain top down, no ceiling, you're hurt. If you're at home like me, um, I just wish you a happy Monday, you know, and if you are at work, um, happy Monday to you too, um, on your way to work, on your way to drop off the kids or whatever it is that you're doing on this beautiful Monday morning. Um, I wish you well. Thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. Um, today's episode is going to be short and sweet, I believe, if I don't go on any rants. Um, but yeah, episode 97, three more to 100, the road to 100. I can't believe it's almost here. Oh my God. I can't believe it's almost here. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to take another break because I really don't want to get to 100 episodes before a certain time. But it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. But how is everybody doing out there? Like, how are y'all feeling on this indigenous? Is this indigenous? Is the new name for this holiday? I don't have work because it's indigenous people day. I believe that's what they call it now. And, you know, that's cool. I really don't care what you call it. As long as I get the day off. But, you know, America is always kind of late uh, with their with their stuff. So I don't know if this was I don't know if the change in this holiday name is like reparations for uh, Native Americans or I don't know, the people who were here when Columbus discovered this country, <laughs> whatever. Um, but, yeah, shout out. Shout out to whatever is going on that allowed me to get the day off, you know, that's all I really care about. Um, but yeah, how's everybody doing? Today, I wanted to talk about um, a few things. And um, well, not really a few things, I kind of just want to talk about one thing. And after listening to last week's episode, I had like a self reflective moment. And I was like, girl, you you complain about men a lot. You complain about men a lot. And um, I think for that reason, um, this episode is going to be a black men or black man, black men appreciation episode. It is going to be my ode, my ode to black men. And it's going to be about all the reasons that I love black men. That's all we talking about today. Just all the reasons that I love black men. And I know there are many other races and ethnicities of men, but I really have only dealt with black men. I've only been really good friends with black men. Um, and I, at this point in time, yeah, it's really, it's just black men for me. Um, it's black men for me. And um, first, I want to talk about why I felt the need to do this episode. Now, I know that this is 30 podcasts on the this is 30 podcast. If you're new here, and if this is one of your very first few episodes, um, this is a podcast for uh, 
it's not necessarily for the 30 year olds, but it is for the 30 year olds. I turned 30 almost three years ago because I'm going to be 33 in like four months, four or five months. Um, but I turned 30 and I felt like I was in a space where um, a lot of the things that I expected to happen for me at 30 were not happening or I just wasn't there. I, f I was very thankful for my position in life at 30, but there were so many other things that I wanted, like um, marriage, kids, a house, uh, debt free and things of that nature. And I wasn't there. So I kind of wanted to just create um, at first a platform where or just a message where other people who were feeling like me could express their thoughts and concern or concerns or could just relate to me. And then this eventually turned into a podcast. And if if you're new, if you're new here, go listen to episode one. And I, I talk all about that. But um, back to uh, the this is 30 podcast. We talk a lot about, um, you know, things um, that affect our generation. And then we talk a lot about dating because I feel like dating is one of the topics that's most prominent right now because uh, a few of us out here are, are very single. You know, a few of us are very single. And um, yeah, it's a lot. Um, dating is a war zone. Um, word to Jean, dating is a war zone. And that's, I just, the stories that I hear, I guess the, the things that I, I, I really, I guess you could say I've encountered a little bit of crazy, a little bit of toxicity, but it's mostly the stories I hear. The things I see is just like, whoa, like men really be out here wilding. You feel me? Men be out here wilding. But what I will say is that in those conversations that I have surrounding dating and surrounding um, love and things like that, I find that I'm very hard on black men. And I don't mean to be, you know, and I, I, I'm a whiner. I'm a whiner. I know that about myself. I'm a whiner. So I whine about a lot of things. And I like to play devil's advocate a lot when it comes to um, certain elements when it you know, involves communication with men and men just being upfront with what they want or what they don't want. And I'm a lady. I'm a lady. So, of course, my perspective is going to be a little bit skewed because I'm on the receiving end um, of their their actions. So I just noticed after last episode, Journey, all you do is complain about niggas. <laughs> That's all you do. That's all you do. And I don't hate y'all. And I'm not... I, I say it a lot that I believe and I know that there are great black men out here. And to to push it more further, I believe that even the toxic black males or the men who exude toxicity, I believe there is somebody great on the inside of you as well. It, it might be waiting for the right person to come out for, or it just might be waiting on, you know, the right time to make itself available. Um, but I do believe that there are a lot of great black men, you know, out here. And that's what that's what um, encouraged this episode. That's what what led me um, to this episode. And I noticed I'm gonna be a little bit reflective here. But I did notice that, you know, I have a very uh, self, I don't know how to call it, I have a very corrective personality. So uh, 
I I notice problems before I notice good things. And it's a it's a gift and a curse. Um, but it can it when I'm like really reflecting, I notice that it, it can be a really negative thing because when it's when it's regarding me, I'm always going to be looking for something to correct. You know, I always want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. I always want to make sure I'm not offending anybody. I always want to make sure I'm treating people with respect. I'm always making sure that my tomorrow, tomorrow's journey is better than yesterday's journey. And that's a good thing. But when it comes to other people, sometimes when you have a corrective attitude, you kind of always want to pinpoint the wrong in things that you see. And that can be very negative. It can be very pessimistic. And I noticed that that's a that's a toxic trait in me, you know, and although it has a good side and a bad side, I am not the corrector of all correctors. And it is not my job to, um, to find or pinpoint bad in everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm really working on that. Um, I'm really working on that. So that's another reason why I wanted to do this episode because, you know, I know I just be talking and I know maybe people who listen probably think, girl, you don't, you don't really say anything too bad. Um, but for me, it's just, it, I can see how it can be a little problematic. So once again, black men, black man, today is all about you. And I made a list of, of reasons why I love black men. And the first one is because of the system. It's because of the world that you were brought into. Um, I would say like I have the American perspective because we're in the United States and um you know, this is mostly all we know, but this system uh, of living has been designed to keep the black man down. It has been designed to uh, keep the black man chained, keep the black man, you know, just uh, failing. It's really designed for the black man to fail. And Still, there are black men excelling, you know, in their careers, in schools, in their marriages, in their homes, um, in whatever trade they're doing. There's black men, you know, that are behaving nicely um, and and doing the damn thing. So I think that it's a beautiful thing that black men are born into a system that is rigged and they're still winning. You know, they're still defying the odds. They're still doctors. They're still lawyers. They're still, um, they're still doing great things to move society forward. So I think that's pretty commendable. And I want to just clack, clack, clack. I want to, I don't ever use my thingies. Hold on. Let me find the clap. Not it. Still not it. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. There we go. I want to give a clap, a clap for the black men uh, who are beating the system, you know, beating the system. And I hope that one day I know and shout out to the black men that are in integral uh, parts of changing the system. You know, I know it's a long road to see the light at the end of that tunnel but shout out to y'all you know um for working towards um that goal um the uh the next reason I want to talk about how much or why I love black men is because um despite uh you being born male 
and being forced to fit so many, so many ideals of what a healthy or a strong man looks like. A lot of you guys have found ways to be yourself and to pour out love, um, especially those of you who lack, you know, love. I feel like, you know, when it comes to sons and daughters, of course, at, as of right now, I think in 2021, um, times are changing. And this has been, you know, the way for a few years now. But I think that we're being more reflective, of course. And we are realizing that that boys, little boys need just as much nurturing, just as much love, just as much uh, care and tenderness, maybe not smothering, but just as much love and dedication that our little girls need. And I feel like we are so, uh, we are so, um, dang, what's the word I'm looking for? We are so adamant about doing that for little girls and we're not the most adamant about doing it for boys. You know, we got to raise our boys to be strong, to not be soft, to know that they, you know, they could do anything. They could, I don't know, they're strong. And a lot of that sometimes has very toxic and negative effects. You know, men are struggling with not not knowing what love feels like. And and it, it's, it must be crazy, right, to grow up receiving the least love or, or grow up in a format which says that you get the last of the love and then have to grow into a man who is expected to provide the most love, right? Like, dang, do we ever think about that? Even women, I just feel like we, you know, we always want our man to be on us. You know, you got to show me you care. You got to show me you love me. Um, You got to show me you want to talk to me. Show me you're interested. And it's like, damn, we we have to realize at a certain point that not maybe all men, but a lot of men are working from a deficit. They're working from positions in which, they didn't get these things that they're expecting to give us. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, they didn't get these things they're expected to give us. And then we only provide these things to them as reciprocation. I don't even want to know what that does to the mental. You know what I'm saying? And still, there's still, there's still black men who are loving in spite of, in spite of the lack of love they were shown, in spite of the circumstances, you know, they are still showing love, loving on their wives, loving on their children, being the best figures in their household. And I just think that is, again, commendable. That's a beautiful thing. You know, I will never know what that feels like. Once again, I'm a lady. I will never know. You know, I was treated with care. And although there are some areas, of course, that I was lacking in because that's just, you know, different fi family dynamics, uh, you know, bring about different different experiences in people, no matter the gender. But, you know, girls get treated differently by everybody, by the world, you know, and men get treated a, a, a lot harsher, I would say. And the fact that there's still men out here, uh, being the head of that household, being the strong suit, um, in all matters, whether it be financial, uh, uh, physical, um, and just like in a mental supportive way, a loving supportive way. The fact that there's still men out here doing that, I think that's big. So that's reason number two, why I love the black man. 
Um, my reason number three is y'all know, y'all know I'm always going to give a shout out to all the sexy daddies in the world. There's a lot of you. There are a lot of you. Mm-mm-mm. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. Nothing. Not one thing. There is nothing in this world that is more attractive than a good father. I don't care if you're a married man. I don't care if you're in a relationship. I don't care if you're single. Let me tell you, when I see a good father, I go, mm, 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 mm. God bless him. God bless him. God bless him. I think good fathers are national treasures. They are national treasures and they must be protected at all costs. I love a good I love a good daddy. <laughs> I just think that it's important. And I think that maybe now more than ever, black men have like really uh, stood up and come through, you know, because, you know, the system was a working effectively years ago. You know, it's, 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 it's being dismantled every day and every step that we move further um, into like this new life tech savvy uh, where everything is on front street. That system is being broken down little by little. But when I was a kid before that, the this system was working effectively and black fathers were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Not all of them. You know, I'm not talking about all of them, but a lot. I, I I know from my experience, I had so many friends who had dads who just were not there. You know, they had dads. Even my dad was like off and on like and it's like that system was working. But I see a shift. I see a shift. And especially in this new generation of fathers, I think they're so present. But I've said this before in this podcast, if you are not a good dad, I don't want to say, I don't want to say anything mean, but get your act together. Your child needs you, you know, go learn from a good dad. Your child needs you. Your child will not forget it. The imprints that you making or the lack thereof will really have an effect on your kid in their adulthood up until they reach their thirties. <laughs> 40s, 50s, it's going to have an effect. If you have the ability to be in your child's life, do it. I'm telling you, not only is it the right thing to do, everybody going to be on your body. <laughs> if you're worried or if you're confused on if you're going to get more girls, be a good father. Be a good father and see what happens. Because you deadbeats out there, y'all need some help. Y'all need a lot of help and y'all need to get it together. But yeah, I love the black man who's a good and dedicated father. You know, I love him. I love him. I think that you guys are great. I feel like you guys should be cloned and you should live forever. You know, and I mean, shout out to all the mommies too, but this is not about y'all. I'm always giving ladies their props. This is about the black man. Um, so yeah, shout out to all the fathers and, um, I already said this, but, um, shout out to, you know, all the educated men, the men who are defying the odds, going to college, going to trade school, becoming doctors, lawyers, everything. 
You know, the statistics say y'all supposed to be in jail or dead by 25. So many of you are like, bump that. And I love to see it. I love to see it. I love, love, love to see it. Um, For the last thing I'm going to discuss, um, for the last thing I'm going to discuss is a little personal, um, but, and I don't even know if I should talk about it, but I want to, because I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, The last reason I want to shout out black men is, and I, I, maybe years ago, I may have never even shouted out this. But um, I want to shout out every black man that's living in their truth. And um, the reason why this is so important to me right now is because last weekend I went to Virginia and I I have a cousin. My cousin is um, he I don't, I don't even know if I should say his name. I don't, I don't think he will mind. Um, but my cousin's name is Christian and um my, my cousin is gay and, um, Lord, I'm just, um, he, it's not a secret. He's like, he's openly gay. And to see him last weekend, you know, um, interact with his dad, my uncle, who is my, uh, my mother's brother, my mother's younger brother. Um, it was really beautiful. Um, because I know like it was a hard, it was a hard road to get to the road of acceptance. So we were at my cousin's like baby shower um, slash like proposal thingy that was going on. And my cousin was there and his boyfriend was there. And um, my uncle was just interacting with him and his uh, his boyfriend. And he my uncle, I know my uncle like and I know that. Uh, his perspective on this wasn't always as it is today. So for me, that's something I was taking in as I was watching them, as I was watching them. And of course, I'm not going to get emotional. It does make me emotional, though, because um, as I was watching them, I was taking everything in and it was just I was in awe and it was a beautiful thing to watch because love is love you know like especially and and I know people people use that love is love quote for I know the LGBTQ community but when I say it I mean I mean when it comes to your kids you know even when you don't agree with your kids actions even when your kids do things that you don't understand love is love you feel me? And love reigns, love reigns high. It, it reigns overall. So when I say shout out to all the black men living in their truth, not only am I talking about my cousin, because shout out to him for living in his truth. And it, I'm sure it was a long road for him to, to get to this point of comfortability of where he's at now and just being unapologetic about who he is, you know, um, shout out to him, but shout out to my uncle for providing a safe space. Shout out to an African man. That's, that's the, if y'all are listening, you got to understand it's already, you know, being a black gay male in America is already taboo. I mean, it's changing now. And, and thank God, because the theme to this episode that I keep repeating is that things are changing for the better. But 
being a black man, a black gay man in this country is very, is, 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 is muddy waters. And, um, like it is more accepted here than it is in a lot of foreign nations. Now I'm Cameroonian. I'm African. We're probably about the last country, <laughs> the last country that is accepting of stuff like this. Um, so to see my uncle put pride aside and place his love for his son above his pride and above any other way he might feel to provide a comfortable space for my cousin and for his boyfriend, that really, really made me proud. It made me proud. It made me feel warm inside. Um, it made me feel, it made me, uh, those feels, words of snow. That's what it made me feel. It made me feel really great. Um, and thinking about it now, it makes me smile because, um, I hope that, um, all black men, no matter your sexuality or whatever, get to a point where they can be vulnerable. You know, I feel like that level of being yourself requires a lot of vulnerability that maybe other levels of being yourself don't require. But if all black men like I said, no matter the sexuality, got to experience that that element of vulnerability with with not only just their dad. I mean, with their dad, yes, but with both their parents. I think that that would be big. It would be big for black men. You know, I feel like people don't understand what that does to a person's confidence, what it does to their security, what it does to their mood, what it does to their mental health. You know, just knowing that, that you can be yourself, you know, you could be yourself. And, and if you, if you choose whatever path in life that you choose, that it's okay to be yourself where you are right now and where you are, as long as where you are is not harming somebody, right? Like you're not a murderer, not a killer. Um, as long as what, where you are is not harming somebody or causing destruction and havoc to another person's life, that you are okay. You are still valuable. You are still necessary. You are still loved. I think that's beautiful. I really think it's beautiful. So yeah, I just, I love black men. I love them. I really do. And I feel like this world, this society, and I say world because it really doesn't matter where you come from. There are constructs that for some reason have really been designed to disable the black man, no matter where you're from. You could be in Africa, you could be in France, you could be in America, you could be in the islands. There are a lot of constructs. There are a lot of natural uh, disasters, if you would call it, like that have just been set that are really designed to disable the black man. So the fact that despite these things, black men are still, 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 still um, they're still thriving, still making us proud, still loving, still being good fathers. Man, shout out to y'all. Let me do another clap. I'm gonna let that rock for a little bit. 
Yes, 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 yes. All right. So yeah, that's that's it. This was a very short and sweet episode. I just kind of wanted to um, provide an opposite attitude than what I usually discuss or bring to the table because I'm always mad. I'm always mad. Um, yeah, so I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I also want to give a shout out to my favorite rapper, Hove, for this uh, Super Bowl lineup that's going on because it's looking really great. I think it's um Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, and maybe one more person that I'm forgetting. But yeah, like we don't give Hove enough credit for taking over uh, the music supervision and media, whatever, for uh, the Super Bowl. I said new to, wait, no, hold on. Let me, let me stop being excited and let me run that back. I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. Something, something. Tell them we in stadiums too. Got to live in Liverpool. Tell the Grammys at O for H. Have you ever seen it going eight shit? Wow. Stack my money fast and go fast, fast, fast. Yeah, I, that's one of the hardest uh, Jay-Z's, Jay-Z verses, uh, that ape shit, the ape, excuse me, the ape shit verse is really hard. Um, and when I, it's hard uh, in two ways. It's hard to master and it's also hard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as you guys can sense, this episode has come to a close. Um, but thank you for listening. Um, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great the rest rest of your week um please 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 before you do anything make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend to tell a friend and tell a friend and a mama and a cousin and a daddy and a brother and a sister and everybody on your timeline tell them to listen to the this is 30 podcast episode 97 have a good day